Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. On this episode of the Oklahoma Breakdown with Iker and Lehman, presented by Riverwind Casino, Bob Stoops joins us for an interview. We talked to Bob about OU's team this season and about his new role on Fox's Big Noon Kickoff. We give you some notes from OU's scrimmage this weekend, and we finish up by giving you our winners and losers of the weekend. Please download and subscribe to the podcast, rate it five stars, and write us a good review. Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search Oklahoma Breakdown on any of those, and you'll find us. All right. Our man, Michael Hosty will kick this thing off. It's time for the Oklahoma Breakdown. It's a beautiful Monday, August 23rd, and you're listening to the Oklahoma Breakdown with Iker and Lehman, presented by Riverwind Casino. Riverwind is Oklahoma City's premier casino experience, and your health and safety are Riverwind's number one priorities. There are so many reasons why Riverwind is consistently voted OKC's number one casino, but it all starts with their amazing variety of gaming thrills and excitement. Riverwind's beautiful, award-winning environment plays host to more than 2,800 of the latest electronic games with a huge selection of table games, including Blackjack, Blackjack Match, Roulette, and Teddy's favorite, Craps. No matter what your game, Riverwind has it in spades and hearts. And every night from 6 p.m. to midnight, August 1st through 27th, you can win your share of $300,000 in cash prizes and bonus play in Riverwind's $300,000 Riverwind Winniversary. That is a lot of money. If you need help finding your way, just visit riverwind.com, Riverwind Casino, simply the one. Now we're recording this on Sunday night. Please leave us a five-star review and a nice comment while you're at it. We've got Bob Stoops, Ted. He's back. Coach is back. That's right. And he's he's in season four, man. He knows what's going on out there. It's going to be awesome hearing him. I did not anticipate him having i mean he he had he had little nuggets memorized already like he you're right he show prep has begun he knows he knows he's gonna have to say these things on camera he's he's prepared i'm excited for him throwing some stats out there you gotta love it man yeah so the last couple episodes been pretty heavy so let's just let's just get to the ou football stuff shall we let's light the rocket and go here we go. Sooners got good news on Sunday. The number one wide receiver in the class of 2023, Brandon Innes. That's two N's, two S's. And it also starts with an I, 
by the way. That's an I, which I always love a guy with an I last name. Rare. I last name's rare. Believe it me. It is kind of rare now that you mention that. I had never thought of that before, but yeah, that's right. Welcome to the club, Brandon Ennis. Now, he committed OU, obviously. He chose OU over Bama, Florida, Ohio State, and Miami. So a good recruiting win for Lincoln Riley, for Dennis Simmons. Ennis becomes the third five-star OU has committed in the 2023 class, joining Malachi Nelson and Makai Lemon. You look at the 2023 class for the Sooners, they have six commitments, and five of them are in the top 55 players in the class. So I mentioned the three five-stars. The other two, Trayon Webb, I believe he's the number three running back in that class, and then Luke Haas, local man. Big guy. I think he may be the number one tight end. But, Ted, I know that we are we are pretty focused, laser focused at this point on this season, but this is, ex- this is certainly exciting news for the program's future. Yeah. And what a group of five stars. Malachi, Makai, and Brandon. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't really fit in there. But, hey – I love it. Um, I know everyone's saying right now, well, is he, since he's a receiver, is he going to decommit? I don't know, but it's good to have him commit right now. The dude's an absolute stud. Um, and some people have thrown around like the fact that there's a, a quarterback in the recruiting class is like a big deal for wide receivers. I guess that seems kind of strange, but um, – Here's the thing. We're attracting all kinds of great wide receivers we have for, you know, several years now. And he's just kind of the next in the long line that's that's got a great opportunity here. So it's good. The recruiting has been good. And I think that it's only going to gain momentum with the the news of going to the SEC. Uh, OU potentially having a, as strong of a season as we think they might this year. I think recruiting is going to stay really strong. And not to mention – I think we got a really good staff of recruiting coaches too. Yeah, uh, I think the the energy that the staff has really connects well with players. I do. I, I think when Lincoln Riley, especially on the defensive side of the ball, right? That's that's a young staff, man. And even even the old man on the staff, what Gundy's got to be the oldest, and he may have the most energy out of all of them, man. So. It's true. They they have a they have a great mix of experience and young energy in that staff and seems like it's paying dividends. I, I will say this because I did see the the commitment that he did that Brandon Ennis did on what was it CBS Sports HQ I think is what they call it. He grabbed the Bama hat. He grabbed the Bama hat and pretended like he was going to put it on his head. All I'm asking, Brandon Ennis, is that when OU does get in the SEC and OU does play Bama, you got a ball out after pulling the pump fake with the Bama hat. You got a ball out, and you got to be the reason that OU beats Bama in that first matchup. That's just that's how it's got to be. Or else, Ted, that clip will just get put on a loop after OU loses to Bama. If that happens, it's just going to be played on a loop and every Bama fan is coming 
for Brandon Ennis. So Brandon, just, I'm just telling you, I love the pump fake. Thought it was great. Parrots loved it. Everyone was fired up, had their OU gear, but you got a ball. Whenever that game rolls around, it's coming at some point. You got a ball. You got to make it count. No, I agree. And that's kind of the good thing and the bad thing about uh, this day and age is videos like that stay around forever. And fan bases and coaching staffs tend to not forget. So, uh, but you're right. That was pretty funny to see. And uh, I'm sure the, I'm sure the Alabama message boards are just heating up right now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, yeah, that's why when that game comes, please, Brandon Dennis, please score like three touchdowns, please. Okay, so scrimmage this weekend for the Sooners. Hearing very similar things about this weekend's scrimmage that we heard about last weekend's scrimmage. Offense started fast, Ted, fast. Getting off to a hot start, which is exactly what you want if you're Lincoln Riley. You're the play caller. Like, you want to jump on them, and they have been. They've done it in both scrimmages. But then the defense took control, and it sounds like in this weekend's scrimmage, the defense took control by controlling things at the line of scrimmage and really shutting down the offense's run game. And I do mean shutting down. And I cannot believe, Ted, these selfish Offensive lineman, I cannot believe they got whooped up front on beating Bo's birthday. That is just inconsiderate and rude. But it'd be like that sometimes, and it sounds like they're still trying to figure some things out along the offensive line. But once again, the strength of this team is going to be the defensive line. They are going to whoop the O-line's ass every once in a while, and sounds like that's what happened for the back half of Saturday's scrimmage. Do you think Beatonbow's one of those people that is like, it's my birth week, and pretty could much all you, week wants things his, his way imagine? or the highway? <laughs> I think Walk, Walking into team meeting on or uh, 
coaches meeting on Monday morning of that week and be like, guys, come on. What's what's happening here? It's my birth week. You guys didn't know. So this is so <laughs> beating Bo's first year was my senior year. So he has a training camp birthday, which is an awful birthday to have. I remember I can't remember who I sent, but we went and just got him a bunch of dip and we like didn't even say happy birthday. We just handed him a bag of dip. And I I think he quit dipping. He doesn't dip anymore, which good for you, Bill. But I've never dipped just because I tried it once and That's God, rare it just, in the O line room. I I know, but I tried it once and it just like I don't know. I didn't like how it made me made me feel. I, I was like I just like took in, a nap. I tried it once in high school. This guy said if we win this game on the bus ride home, you have to take a dip. I was like, okay, we won the game. I took a dip and oh my God. I was like Spinning and like, dude, it puke. messed me up. It was horrible. I hated it. And <laughs> and now I realize how much money that probably saved me and you throughout our football careers not dipping. All I could think of is how in the hell does anyone do this a second time? Like, what about <laughs> this is something that makes you want to do it again? I, Why? I, <laughs> I, I did it on the way to grand lake like and i was i got there i was like i gotta take a nap like that just <laughs> that messed me up i i don't like it one bit but okay back to the story so basically you know i was you know the captain and the leader in that offensive line room i was like what can we get bean bow that will he, he doesn't seem like the type of guy you bring like a birthday cake with candles <laughs> lit and like sing him happy birthday you know like he's he's got a bit of a rough exterior and I was like, you know what? This will mean a lot to him. And so we just handed him a bag of dip and I just like slapped it on the back. I was like, happy birthday. He was like, means a lot, man. Thanks. <laughs> like, you should have opened, you should have opened one up and put a candle in it. <laughs> I should have, should have opened and been like, okay, now I'm going to put your dip in for your birthday. Here we go. <laughs> but uh, online wise, it, it, they, they have had a few guys banged up which has which has been really unfortunate for the development especially at the tackle position but those guys will be back full go soon it ted it's starting to me to feel like a situation where we could see a few different lineups in the first three games or you see bill experience experimenting with a couple different lineups trying to find the best combination going into the nat- that Nebraska game, right? And I- I'm not sure guys, especially at the tackle spot, have separated themselves the way that maybe some of the staff were hoping they would. Now, I'm not saying they're playing bad, but I, I just don't think that like there's a big separation between the way that Anton Harrison is playing and the way that Eric Swenson is playing or Wanya Morris is playing or even Savion Bird is playing so it's it's going to be interesting to see what bill does in the first couple games and i'm going to be paying close attention to the different combinations he tries and paying paying attention to the results of the drives with those different combinations because i think those first two games are going to be a bit of a an experimentation pyramid period for beatenbow yeah well i'll just ask you I think what I just said that? experimentation pyramid, which 
What the what? <laughs> I like that. Uh, I'm pretty sure that, that that sounds like something people try in college. <laughs> obviously, you want your starting five, like, and, and to have five guys that you love, and and that's who you're rolling with. But how difficult and is it? Is it a factor whenever you are rotating different guys through? I mean, is that something that can negatively affect an offensive line, or is it something you just got to kind of fight through and put the best bodies out there and, and given the matchup or, or whatever, who's had the best week of practice? Is yeah. that something that worries you, that they're going to be playing multiple guys? It's not ideal, right? Uh, I think you you ideally you find your five and you let those guys gel and find their rhythm and and work together each and every day, and you develop that cohesiveness, but – even even if you do find those five, like it's it's rare to go through a season and not have a guy or two go down, right? So if you're going to do you know some experimenting with different lineups, you you do it in those first couple of games, right? Tulane and Western Carolina, like that's that's where you want to play with some of those different combinations. And then let's be real, practice is one thing; playing in a game is a whole different animal. So you you also you you got to see how some of these guys respond to those game situations, and it, it's not like Anton Harrison hasn't played in games and Wanya Morris hasn't played in games, but it's it, it's different. You're working in different situations. You're working next to different guys. You got a new center, right? And Andrew Rame directing traffic. Like his communication style may be different than what we saw from Creed last year. So it's it's all of that together and it all comes down to if guys aren't really separating themselves from the pack at a position, then, you know, you're, you're going to play different guys to see how they respond in game situations. That's kind of how I see it. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear. Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check planning for what's next and how to save for it. That's where bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah. Well, I wonder, I wonder how much of like not being able to run the ball and... Not necessarily the frustration at offensive line, but guys not really standing out maybe is how good the D-line's playing. Let's not forget Oklahoma last year was a top 10 run defense football team. So I think we do have to think about that a little bit. Whenever the offense is struggling running the ball against these guys, well, there's a reason and we should have expected that with what they did last year. I, I will say this. Uh, one of the conversation points uh, around the offensive line is let's see what they look like when we're playing someone other than our D line. <laughs> that is, that has come up. <laughs> so Still amazing to think about, man, that in uh, the, the defensive line is the strength of this football team. It's crazy. No doubt. I love it, but. It's crazy to consider where we were two, three years ago. Now, all of a sudden, that's the strength of uh, of a team that's number one, number two in the country. That's amazing. Okay. So, Ted, if I if I asked you just w- without any knowledge, 
who just throw some names out there on offense that you think would make explosive plays in a training camp scrimmage. Just boom, ra- rapid fire. Who you thinking? Uh, Mims, uh, Mario Williams, um, uh, Eric Gray, um, um, Stogner. Stogner's uh, good one. That's a good one. Um. That's it. I'm a, I'm explosive played out. Okay. If there's so, more than that in the scrimmage, we got problems. Yeah. So so in this weekend's scrimmage, you, you nailed it with Mario Williams. He's back healthy, by the way. Was a little banged up. Looks like he's got his speed and explosiveness back. And he's one of those guys that when you talk to some of the defensive coaches, they're just like that dude can go, and he just he just brings something to that offense that's special where, I mean, it just, it just feels like something big's going to happen every time he touches the football, but Mario Williams with a few explosives in the scrimmage. How about a little Jalil Farouk for you, Ted, Okay, the okay. young freshman making love plays. It. I love it. Hey, the youngsters out there in full effect, I guess. Uh, there's plenty of young guys on this football field or football team making plays offensively and defensively. Yeah, and then another name, and this guy, I guess, has just been making big plays throughout all of camp, and it's pretty damn cool to hear that. He made some big plays in this weekend's scrimmage as well. Trayvon West. Okay. Yes, Trey West, the guy that left the team and is now back. Well, he was a guy that they were talking about a lot. Remember last how year. much Dennis Simmons was talking to us about him, yeah. at the, you know, towards the, you know, the back half of the season last year. Yeah. So that was, a, the, and they were, um, they were upset that he, and, and sad, quite frankly, that he decided to step away. But whenever he came back, that's a big addition, man. It's a big addition to get him back. Yeah. So I, I was, I was fired up to hear that just, you know, for, clearly for the program, but just for that young man personally, because, right, it sounds like he went through some things, and that's what led to him stepping away and just really cool to see him back. It sounds like he's making a lot of plays, so excited to see him out there. And you mentioned Eric Gray. He is making quite a few plays. Ted. Now, it does sound like Kennedy Brooks is back to his 2019 form. Like they, they think he looks just as good as he did then, if not better. And, and they're very pleased with how he's playing right now. But it, it seems that Eric Gray is pretty obviously the most talented back they've got. And that with what he's shown in camp, he's the most explosive back they've had in several years. So yeah. I know we we are holding a lot of Eric Gray stock already. I think I'm going to go maybe purchase a little more because that dude sounds like he could play, man. Yeah. Well, it's an offense and and Lincoln is as good as there is out there. At, you know, he, they do a lot of stuff. Um but he's really good at tailor fitting what they do to their personnel and he'll find good ways to get Eric Gray the ball. If if he needs to force it to him, he'll force it to him, but do so in a manner that always keeps defenses guessing week in, week out. So 
we've seen that this offense functions so much better when you've got players like that in the backfield. It it all starts with the running game too. This this offense has to operate off of the running game. Um, they've got a huge play action package that's built off of everything they do in the running game. But down at distance is the biggest thing. Whenever you look at our offense, whenever it struggles, it's third and long. And that's that's what everyone struggles in. But when we're at our best, we're never in third and long. We're rarely in third down whenever we're playing good. So uh, we've got to get back to being able to run the football. And to hear that Eric Gray's having that type of, of camp is fantastic. Ted, I, I've been thinking about the defensive rotation a lot, probably too much, if I'm being honest, because they played a ton of guys in the scrimmage again. At what point do you have to start dwindling down the rotation? Like, at what point do you have to say, okay, we're going to focus on these guys? Right, because you're you're always you're you're one to constantly develop, and they've done such a good job of doing that. But is there such a thing? You know, we talk about you. You mentioned it with the O line, like those guys, that group as a whole, like getting in a rhythm together. Like it, it is there something similar on defense with having the same guys out there? Do you do you know what I'm saying, or do I sound like an idiot? I feel like I sound like an idiot. I would say, um maybe at linebacker and in the secondary, but not so much in the defensive line. Um, the linebackers and secondary need to adjust fluidly with each other and communicate for formation shifts and stuff like that. Defensive line, hand down, you got the call, we're rolling. So I would say in the defensive line, as long as you have uh, a good rotation that you feel comfortable with, that's always going to, be able to line up, get the call, execute the call, and do so at 100%. I don't think there's a limit there. Um, I think right now is the time at linebacker and secondary that you figure out who your realistic rotation is going to be. At backer, my guess it's probably going to be four guys, maybe a fifth that is going to play game in, game out. And at the secondary spot, you'll probably have three safeties you'll probably have four corners and probably two nickels i think that at the most that's that's probably going to be your core and on most teams that would be your core that's ready to play at oklahoma that's going to be your core that will play all of those guys like you're too deep will if you're a, if you're a two on ou's defense you're playing in the football game so that that's how they operate. So right now is really the time that they've they figured out their rotation. They're probably going to roll with those guys that they feel comfortable with at this point. Yeah, that that probably takes place this week. Maybe some tough conversations there for the coaching staff to have. But anything else you want to add defensively before we get to call your shot? Uh, it sounds like Benito is unblockable. I, so that is, that is the defensive, uh, defensive way of saying that, um, I have heard something along the lines of Benito's an asshole. 
it, it, which I drill. which in a good way that it, I think that I think that means he's playing well. So I'm I'm taking I, I'm you know it's it's good sign. It's good sign for the football team. Yeah. Uh, apparently, he's had just an unbelievable camp. Um, he's got a great amount of confidence right now. He's winning one on ones. Oh, um, Ted, that's been yeah, our one thing, man. That's it, baby. Uh, he's he's taking more of a you know as a as a veteran guy would taking a leadership role and in being exactly what you said, being an asshole out there, which is which is what you want, right? So listen, give me all of the assholes that can go rush the quarterback. I want every single one of them. I don't I don't want any nice guys rushing the quarterback. It, they're in the high demand. It's a very rare backwards. asset. It's a rare asset out there. Um, that's the, on the D line. I mean, there's a lot of guys playing great. Uh, linebacker Stutzman continues to play well. Flashes every single practice. Ran down a wide receiver from behind in the scrimmage. Um, just they're they're talking really really good about him as a true freshman. Sometimes I hate to say these things because. I don't want to put undue pressure, but right now uh, he's one of the best true freshman linebackers the staff has ever seen. So, um, you know, take that for what you will. That doesn't mean that he's going to be a starter, but he is definitely in their rotation is going to play in every single football game. And it looks like true freshman Bowman maybe earned that nickel spot. So that's, that's a pretty big deal to get him out there and, and get that spot. I I've been I've been told by multiple people that Bowman is a baller. Yeah. Like that he that he plays with speed and he's decided that I think the thing they're most impressed with is just how quickly he makes decisions. Mm -hmm. And he's I mean, everyone makes mistakes out there, Ted, but it seems like he is one of those guys processes very quickly sees it and attacks and yeah. at that position at that nickel spot that's exactly what you need and it sounds like the mental component of things have uh, has not been an issue at all with this kid and he's using that athleticism and he is absolutely flying around yeah they're they're excited about nickel and um not to give anything away but they may also try some different body types there. Uh, some guys that have been playing in some other uh, positions at nickel too. So, uh, carry on Winfrey is going to play nickel. <laughs> oh. Go line nickel, baby. Love it. I think eight's coming. I think he's coming. I, and the thing at corner is it's, it's flashes of spectacular play flashes of inconsistency. And, you know, that kind of comes in the position a little bit at corner. But, you know, I, I think they're going to be good there. It's just a – I think there's there's going to be some some days where you don't know what guy's going to show up. So I think we're going to see quite a few different guys uh, play through at corner. Nice. All right, let's get to call your shot. And at this point in, you know, kind of the buildup to the season – I feel like OU fans sometimes they they start trying to figure out okay the hype is too much like what's wrong with this team 
So for our call your shot question, we asked you guys, what is your biggest concern with OU's team? Uh, the first one comes from Jordan Alexander on Twitter. He says, we expect the OL and DL, or excuse me, we expect the OL and D front seven to overwhelm other Big 12 competition. But is it at a level that can go toe-to-toe with Bama, Ohio State, Clemson's of the world? Jordan, I'm here to tell you, we will not know that until the college football playoff. They now, they need to be a dominant group, right? A dominant group, especially on the defensive line, for them, for, for us to expect them to play at a really, really high level when they do get to a college football playoff game, if they do get there. But, yeah, there's really no way to know because there's not a team in the Big 12 that has talent along the line of scrimmage that Bama and Ohio State and Clemson have. They, there's just not a team. There's one. There's OU. So that's kind of what we're – that's what they're working through in camp right now. You know, it's like – it, it's 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 hard to tell because That's why the defensive line is ruining beating Bo's birthday. <laughs> uh, I'll say that it's a good thing that you know they've got a veteran defensive line that's teeing off on them right now because it's not about how good you are in late August and early September. It's about how good you are in late November and December. And, you know, you look back at some offensive line, like that 2015 offensive line was a question mark and work in progress early in the year. And by the end of the season, they were playing outstanding football. So, I mean, it's it doesn't have to be decided right now. Yeah, this other one comes from Parker Burnett. His number one concern, wide receiver production. Got talent, but can they live up to it? His number two concern, O-line. And can they gel before conference play? It's number three concern. The annual letdown game. Mm. Haven't entered the Big 12 Conference Championship game undefeated since 2004. That's pretty wild to say out loud considering OU's dominance as of late. I, I'm really not concerned about wide receiver production. Ted, the, the more we hear about what Marvin Mims is doing... Uh, the more we hear about just how explosive and the speed that Mario Williams plays with, you know, you still got Jaden Hazelwood, who sounds like he's making nice strides. You got Theo Weiss, who's been a productive receiver. Like Drake Stoops is going to play. <laughs> like he he's going to be in the two deep there in the slot. Like they've got guys. They I, I'm I'm not worried. I think the I, I think the passing game is going to be just fine. I think they got players at wide receiver and they got depth. Yeah, I think wide receiver is down the chain for me. Um, if we can't run the ball, then I'm worried about wide receiver. You know, if we're able to run the football well and get the down and distances we want, those wide receiver explosive plays are going to happen. But if if we're constantly behind the chains, off schedule, second and long, third and long, that's whenever it's going to be really difficult at the wide receiver position. So um, the wide receiver, that is going to play itself out, in my opinion. The focus has to be the running game. Yeah, and that's that's probably why our man Parker Burnett 
is worried about the O-line, but we'll see in beating Bo, we trust people. All right, Ted, let's get to our interview with Coach Stoops. But first, First Fidelity Bank is a full-service financial institution based in Oklahoma, tailored solutions for all your personal and business needs, checking accounts, saving accounts, home loans, and much more. They do it all. Whether it's online banking from your computer or mobile banking from your phone, everything is stress-free with FFB. Making mobile deposits, paying bills online, and moving money to different accounts could not be easier. First Fidelity Bank also provides free ATMs worldwide, making banking convenient wherever you are. They also give back to the community. FFB donates a total more than $500,000 to local charities and educational foundations. Make your life easier and go bank at First Fidelity Bank. Visit FFB.com for more information. And don't forget to send your kids to Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School. Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School has a long tradition of educational excellence. With a 12 to 1 student to teacher ratio, no student is overlooked. Bishop McGinnis's college prep curriculum offers 22 AP courses. There are numerous clubs and organizations for students to join. And as a proud member of the OSSAA, there are 14 sports offered. If you want to provide the best possible educational and spiritual development for your children, contact Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School or visit bmchs.org. Financial aid is available. All right, here he is. Here's Bob Stoops. It is our pleasure to be joined by our coach and also the new star of Fox's big noon kickoff coming to you this season. (laughs) Coach Bob Stoops is in the house. What's going on, Coach? Hey, good to be with my boys, Uh, Teddy, Gabe. Good to be with you. And uh, oddly, I just left. I was with uh, Sam Bradford and his family. He was having dinner, and I had a couple beers and joined him, so it was good to see him out here in Wyoming. Yeah, sorry sorry about interrupting your your beers <laughs> with Sammy B, but we, we've got audio gold to make, Coach. I'm sorry. I got it. Yeah, I, it's a good thing he had to go with the children. I forgot all about you boys, but I showed up on time, just in time. Always, always on time. <laughs> Okay, let's just get this out of the way because, you know, you you wrote a column on it and a lot of people know your thoughts on it already, but a lot of our listeners haven't been able to hear you talk about OU going to the SEC. Just overall, what are kind of your thoughts on that entire situation? And then once we get that out of the way, we can talk about this season, Coach, which is what we really want to talk to you about. Well, let's face it, in life, in everybody's life, very few things stay the same forever. It'd be great if we could all rock along and nothing would have ever changed. Like even Nebraska, Missouri, A&M, whoever didn't leave the conference, Colorado, but they did. Right now, we're last in line on every TV deal that's ever done, you know, through in college football. And, you know, the, our, our leadership, our president and our athletic director, are looking after the University of Oklahoma for the next four decades and more. What are we going to look like? Are we going to have the same footprint? Can we still fill the stadium at 85,000 people after a year when people got used to not coming to games? Can we still sell out all those suites? And let's face it, everybody out there has a job to do. If somebody's going to double your salary and you're going to do the same thing, wouldn't most people do that? That's just the way it is. And, you know, 
and, and again, this is 10 years later than before when there was some conference realignments and we don't, we didn't have the same options this time. And, and I, I really believe it would have been a serious mistake had we not taken this opportunity, let it pass. Someone else takes it. And now what, you know, now you're, you know, our future could very much be in jeopardy because I don't believe we fit in the other conferences. I don't think we fit in up in the big 10. I don't think we fit out West or in the ACC. And I think I watch us. I, I know talent wise what we are. We fit in the SEC. So, and, you know, and, and the opportunity was perfect. So I, I don't, you know, that it's just business. That's, that's the way life goes. And uh, we would very much have liked to have had Oklahoma State with us. I promise you, everyone would. But when sometimes you don't have that option. And that option wasn't uh, possible this time around. And, and I don't believe we could afford to miss this time around. You know, you mentioned the fit, and I agree 100%. I, I feel like our fan base has kind of been craving this type of uh, conference. You know, whenever you look at our conference, and it's been great, it has, but, you know, fan bases don't travel as much. <laughs> and, you know, whenever you win like Oklahoma has, they, they don't really want to come down to Norman, but it's going to be totally different. It's going to be, it's going to be tough. Some of those road games and we always love good road atmospheres. It's, it's going to be difficult, but that makes for a, a great atmosphere. Well, nobody's, everybody's coming into it with their eyes wide open. We're very, you know, of course we understand the level of competition, but listen, we've, we've played many of those teams through the years and we stack up well. So, uh, again, uh, I, I think it's the right move. We're very aware of what all it's going to bring. But I, I believe we'll, we'll have a lot of success through it all as well. And I really believe it's going to help us recruit. So, you know, if we've, we've been three, four, five players off in some of these playoff games, all of a sudden you have those players, things can start showing up a little bit differently too. So, so we'll see. Um, it, it's going to be exciting. That's for sure. Yeah. And as exciting as the future is going to be in the sec, a lot of excitement around Norman heading into this season coach. And you, you coach so many teams that were preseason, you know, number one, number two, number three, those types of preseason rankings. Did you ever feel like those expectations changed anything you did, any way you approached it? Because you, you look at this team this year for Lincoln. I mean, you're seeing them in the polls, preseason number one, preseason number two, preseason number three. That's something you went through quite a few times. Well, in the end, it's all about doing the work, as you two would understand it. We, none of us cared about where we were to start the year. All it was is let's get the work done. And let's get ready to, to get better and improve as we go through the season. You know, they're, they're not handing out, and I've said this before, and it's absolutely the truth. There aren't any trophies being handed out right now. So, you know, it's, it's all about doing the work on the field in the, in the uh, meeting rooms and uh, showing up every day, getting better every, you know, every day, every week. And you earn your way through the season. And that, that's, 
that won't change. That'll be the same thing this year. I think one of the interesting things about, you know, the Big 12 and the way it's it's kind of, you know, things are always cyclical and things change and morph. Some good defenses in this conference this year, and I think it's led by Oklahoma. You see what, what those guys have done, uh, all three levels. They've got really good players coming back that have uh, vastly improved. It should be a really good group. I don't think there's any question. Um, and from what I understand, even through some of the scrimmages, uh, that the offense has been frustrated. I, I don't think there's any doubt. Uh, right now, the D-line is probably our strength. And uh, we've got a lot of great players. Alex Grinch and his staff has stability now, and they've, they've all been together and, and working together and, and really believe it's going to be a great year for, for them in, in all parts. Um, so I, I think the defense definitely will show improvement, which will lead to more possessions offensively. Lincoln Riley knows what to do with the more possessions. I really believe Spencer Rattler is just scratching the surface. Uh, redshirt freshman a year ago, having missed spring ball, you know, and even two a days or the summer camp was different, you know, with some virtual learning. So uh, another year, you know, being, being in Lincoln Riley's meetings and learning from him, um, I really expect Spencer to have the kind of year that we're used to watching here with the last three quarterbacks we've had with Baker, Kyler, and, and Jalen. Coach. And let's not forget, as you know, as, as you guys would know, or for sure Gabe would know, the best O-line coach in America, we're going to be able to run the football with the two, three great backs uh, that are there to, to help support the offense. Yeah, they are it, – it's sounding, Coach, like that Kennedy Brooks is back to his 2019 form, but it also sounds like Eric Gray is one of the most explosive backs they've had around in some time. So definitely excited about what they have in the backfield, and I, I trust Bill to put the pieces together up front. Just, just like that's the reason you brought him here, right, is because he's, he's yeah. the best in the country at doing that. And, and uh, you know, we've got a great kicker, Gabe. Uh, I always, great name, too. <laughs> Gerbich, do I say it right? He's a fellow Ohio guy. I feel bad. I see him all the time and give him a hug when I'm at practice. I love seeing him. But anyway, he's a, he's a great kicker, you know. So that's a big deal. Don't ever discount that guy because he's usually, usually your uh, leading scorer as well. So. Anyway, I, I, I love watching him, too. He's, he's a great player. What do you think about the rest of the conference? Iowa State, gosh, they have the same starting lineup they've had for like the last 10 years, it feels like. Listen, um, they're going to be yeah. huge. 20 yeah. starters back, I believe, or right around there. Yeah. They got the, off, uh, the Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year, Brees Hall back. Mike Rose, the Defensive Player of the Year back in the Big 12. Charlie Kolar, Norman guy who's been a great, great back-to-back -back Big 12, I think, tight end, um, uh, all Big 12 tight end. Um, they got a bunch of guys, uh, really good. They're, I looked at their stats the other day doing one of the Fox, you know, segments I have to do. They, they're one, two, or three in every single offense and defensive category in the league last year. So they play good football all around and got a ton of starters back. So that's, that's going to be a challenge for, for OU, definitely. You 
you are studying Iowa State. <laughs> you're studying stats. You're studying like you're watching hey, tape, coach. I never stopped watching football, Gabe. You know that. I, I I watch everything there is. Yeah. Now, how how different is it? You know, preparing for this new role on on Big Noon Kickoff because knowing you the way I know you. Uh, I mean, you're going to attack it. You're you're going to want to be good at it. You're going to want to be the best at it. So, how how has that preparation been? Like, what what have you been doing to get ready for the season? Not that much different. I love watching tape, as you guys know. That's all us coaches do. Love watching different schemes, what people are trying to do, offense, defense, or you know, watching certain players, their speed, their quickness, uh, explosiveness, all of that. You know, the biggest thing for me, a lot of times I would relate getting ready to play a team. I related to numbers. I knew who they were. I knew who was quick by their number. Like, ah, 23, look out, you know. Uh, so and so. now I, gotta, I have to know all the names. <laughs> Before, it didn't really matter. I, I, I knew enough of them. But otherwise, I would always just know in my head, offense, defense, who we're playing against, who the danger was, you know? So uh, now I've got to be able to express it without just throwing a number out there. Yeah. There's a lot of good players out there too. You you look across the country and you're you're trying to whittle it down to who you think is going to be there at the end. What teams do you like? Well, the obvious ones, I I think other than the obvious ones, you know, uh, OU, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, all the, the other two, I think, are really in three, I would say, is uh, Georgia. Um, they've got a ton of guys back, and, you know, they've been in the top two, three in recruiting every year. I read somewhere they got 19 starters were former five-star recruits out of high school. That's pretty strong. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the other, uh, A&M, with a big, great old line and two running backs back, to, you know, they got to replace the quarterback, Kellen Mond, but they're going to be strong. Smitty and Jimbo Fisher have won national championships before. Our strength coach, Smitty, uh, Jerry Schmidt with them. So they know how to do it. And I would say the other uh, to, to really watch out for is Iowa State. Again, you know, I know they're on OU's radar. They know what a challenge that's going to be with, with all, of that, all of those players back and the continuity in that staff, they're they're gonna they're gonna be a really good team. I'm loving this uh, this getting the preseason predictions from Coach Ted. I'd never <laughs> in my wildest dreams that I think you I'd be doing I, this. You thought I only knew about OU. Yeah, I thought you only knew about OU. What the hell is happening? <laughs> no, I, okay. I always knew who else was out there. There's no doubt. I, let's keep that train rolling. One of the one of the big talking points before the season is Heisman Trophy. When you look across the country and, you know, I know Devontae Smith won it last year, but very much feels still like a quarterback award unless some somebody, uh, running back or wide receiver, does something really special. Going into the year, who do you feel are kind of the top candidates for the well, Heisman? The obvious, uh, the same teams that are at the top, you know, usually the Heisman Trophy winner is is playing for a really good football team. So you look at the quarterback, of course, right off the bat, Spencer Rattler, another year with Lincoln Riley. 
more experienced receivers and tight ends, um, a strong team around him, more possessions. He's going to have a big opportunity. But then you got you can't discount what Ryan Day has done at Ohio State, what Nick, Nick Saban is doing now, throwing the football more at, uh, at Alabama, and what Clemson has done. All of their quarterbacks are going to be up there. They're going to be, you know, they're going to be good football players. But the one, another guy I, I really believe with so many players around him coming back, led the nation in rushing, scored a touchdown in every game, I think had 24 touchdowns on the year, Brees Hall at, at Iowa State. If someone's going to break the quarterback deal, this guy's going to have a huge year. He's, again, you don't have all that talent back around you and him not come back. In a shortened season, he had almost 1,600 yards. So you, you talk about a guy that could be near 2,000 yards rushing and uh, he, could, he could be another guy that, that I think could really have a chance. You know, it's pretty interesting. You, you mentioned some of those other schools, uh, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. They're all going to be starting new quarterbacks, but the thought is that they're really not going to miss a beat, and that's kind of happened. I mean, it wasn't very long ago, Coach, where, you know, you'd have a new quarterback, you'd have to have two or three years of experience, and then you may have a good chance to make a run at a national championship. But, man, I, whether it's streamlining from high school to college to pro, it seems like the, the turnover at quarterback is so much more smooth than it's ever been. It is. The players come out of high school so much more prepared and, and ready to play. And then, uh, you know, you just have enough time with them, you know, with the, the way the schedule is through college now to develop them and bring them along. And, uh, and then I, I think these guys – too. I don't want to discount the coaching of all of these guys, whether it be their old coordinators or head coaches that are training them. Um, you know, they're, they're really smart at being able to play to their strengths and, and work around them to, you know, to give them the best opportunity and, uh, not, and, and not put too much pressure on them to do some things they're not comfortable with. So I, I want to, you know, not only is, are the players developed at a younger age better, but these, these coaches do an excellent job of playing to their uh, strengths as well, I believe. Coach, I, I assume that you guys have gotten your schedule for the first couple weeks already. Where, where are you headed? Do you guys have a week zero game, or are you just starting week yeah. one with a couple games? No, uh, week zero will uh, just be the local guys in L.A. on, on in studio. And then the following week, uh, we are Thursday game, Ohio State at Minnesota. Uh, we will be at that game, uh, which I'm excited about getting back to my Big Ten roots. And Minnesota has like 20 starters back. So that's going to be a better game, I think, than people may think. And then uh, the following week, we go to Columbus for Oregon at Ohio State. And then we come to Norman, Oklahoma for Nebraska here in uh, Norman, Oklahoma for our game. And then the next week we go to Soldier Field for Notre Dame, Wisconsin in Chicago. So I, I've got some fun venues to go watch some of my old, my old stomping grounds, some Big Ten football, some great stadiums. I, I'm a stadium junkie. I love going to games. I always loved, you know, us pulling in for, to some stadium we hadn't been to before or even one we had been to just to – to see it again and to go compete and be in it. So 
this a lot of lot of exciting games to start the year. What's that travel schedule going to look like? Is it you going to spend a couple of days there, or is it just kind of fly in, fly out for the game? Just as minimal as possible, long as we're prepared. We we have some um, Zoom calls, one or two, um, either conference call or a Zoom leading up to the weekend on you know what angles they're looking to talk about. So we can do a lot of that without being together and uh, everybody sharing what their views are. And then when we arrive on set, like Friday, the day before a Saturday game, we, we sit down for a casual lunch and everybody throws out their angle on what they're going to talk about. So, so you're not, you don't get stumped and you end up talking about the same thing. Have you, have you found which one of those guys, what is it, Liner, Reggie Bush, Brady Quinn, have you who you found which guy you're going to pick on the most yet? <laughs> I, I don't think I could pick on uh, either one, Matt Liner or Reggie Bush. They'll get after me pretty good <laughs> after, <laughs> after what they did to us. And they've a time or two, they've, they've brought it up just in case I, I was getting a little frisky. But, uh, no, they're all great guys, and uh, Brady Quinn is as well. Rob Stone, the lead guy, is the best. Great team of guys. I, uh, that, that part of it makes it fun to, to be around a bunch of people. You, you know, you like to be around. And, and, and even, the, you know, the leadership in, in, at the Fox uh, Sports is incredible. The, the, really a family-type atmosphere. They want everyone to have fun, relax, enjoy it. And uh, just a really great environment to be a part of. Yep, looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Has, so far, has it been kind of what you thought it was going to be? I mean, it's not much more than what it is, right? You get up there and you talk about football, but some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, has it been, been about what you expected? It has been uh, very much about what I expected. And, uh, you know, and, and, you know, in my part, you know, I, it's fairly easy to talk about football and what's going on. And, uh, you know, my, my biggest issue hopefully just will be, you know, just – that I could keep up with OU football to some degree. You know, I, I've got a son playing for a couple more years. So that, that matters to me. So hopefully that'll, that'll be, we'll, I'll be able to work that out. You, you got to write that into, into the deal on site where they give you like your own little monitor for you to watch the <laughs> OU game on the side. You got to get that going coach. It doesn't matter if there's 15 of them up there, I'm going to be watching one. <laughs> i love that well i uh, i'm pumped uh, i'm really really excited to see kind of this this new phase of your career get started i uh, i will be tuned in to big noon kickoff every saturday and I, I can't wait to watch it coach it's gonna be awesome it'll be great like i said it's a lot of fun travel going to great stadiums being with the fans and then there'll be some in studio and uh, fun team to work with. And we, in, we intend to have fun with it. No, no doubt. Oh, I, I can't let you go without asking you about the suits. Did, did you do a little shopping? Did Carol doing a little, do a little shopping for you for, is the suit game getting, <laughs> is it being <laughs> elevated or are you sticking with what you've had in the past? Or was it like, okay, I gotta, I gotta get some new threads for this thing. Those TV suits are incredibly tight, Coach. You got to wedge into those TV suits, man. <laughs> no, I don't want, I'm not worried about all that. But, uh, y'all, there's a little of both. Carol did a little shopping, but I found out also that the studio does some for me as well. So 
we'll 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 see how it works. Well, I'm not real go. worried about it. I you've always dressed well, so I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about it at all, Coach. Really appreciate the time, man. Uh, get back to drinking your beers in Jackson Hole, my friend. I'm all done. I'm eating dinner now. So, all right. See you guys. Good to be with you. Appreciate it, Coach. Big Noon Bob. Let's go. I love it. Spitting facts. Uh, having to learn players' names, not just their numbers. You got to absolutely love it. I I kind of wish he was just like, no, I'm going with the numbers. Like, hey, OU quarterback seven, love his game. Like, I that would be that would be very authentic football uh, coach. Straight parcels. Uh, I still do that quite a bit, only with OU guys. Uh, I don't do it. I, I'll do it some with opposing teams, like during the week on radio and stuff. Um, because it's it's so much easier to say and it makes so much more sense but i don't know fans don't really like that you have to be able to check the the box score to see what you're talking about and they don't put the number in there so i wish that he would just roll with it that would be awesome that'd be so funny it'd be so good well i i am pumped and i i think a lot of us the the majority maybe everyone that listens to this podcast is going to be uh, tuning in to Big Noon Kickoff to see what Big Noon Bob has got to say. All right, Ted, let's get to our winners and losers of the weekend. But first, do you own a business? If you do, you need Insurica in your life. Insurica is one of the country's largest insurance brokers with 30 offices throughout Oklahoma, Texas, and the Southwest. Insurica is able to customize programs by accessing the latest information from many insurance carriers, they compare and contrast coverage offerings and pricing in order to design a cost-effective, comprehensive program to meet your business's specific needs. Insurica's clients become best-in-class businesses by working with Insurica's team of advisors to manage risk. Purchasing insurance is only one way to protect your business. Best-in-class businesses win by avoiding a loss in the first place. If your business partners with Insurica, you'll save huge amounts of money and take back control of your total cost of risk. I'm an Insurica client, and you should be too. If your business wants to be best in class, connect with Insurica at insurica.com. That's I-N-S-U-R-I-C-A.com. And guys, it is summer. It's hot. And you know what that means. It is time for some hard seltzers, baby. And there's only one hard seltzer that we drink on this podcast. And that is Will and Wiley Hard Seltzer from Coop Aleworks. It's perfect for any occasion. We drink it by the pool, at the lake, and at the tailgate. It is made in Oklahoma, and it is absolutely delicious. Will & Wiley is customized for the Oklahoma lifestyle. Go find it right now in a store near you, and go follow them on social media at, at Will & Wiley. If you're drinking some because of us, tag them. Let them know. As always, Ted, kick us off. Who do you have as your winner of the weekend? I got to go with Nick Chubb. Chubb Crunch. Are you a cereal guy, Gabe? I... I used to love cereal and I I've tried some of the like keto ish cereals, some of the like high protein, like Kashi's pretty good. I've tried the magic spoon. I'm sure you've heard that ad on podcasts. If you listen to other ones, I've, I've tried disgusting. it, but it's just like, eh, you know, get back to lucky charms. I don't know what you're doing. Or may I suggest some chub, 
crunch. Nick Chubb has launched his own cereal, uh, and it's got like a Batman shape to it. He wanted to help the, uh, the city of Cleveland as well. And a portion of the proceeds go to a really good charity first candle that helps with, uh, with SIDS, uh, which is really close to him. But I thought that was awesome to be able to launch your own cereal would be amazing. And it also made me think of the strangest thing ever. My son loves lucky charms, but he's seven and he does not eat cereal with milk dry. Just hand picks it. What do you think about that? I I feel like it's the worst way to experience lucky charms. Okay. So this reminds me, I'm, I think my initial reaction is, well, he's definitely your son. Do you remember last, was it last season? I think it was last season. Maybe it was two seasons ago. I don't know. It all runs together. Do you remember when you discovered the cereal bars, the Lucky Charm bars? Yes. Oh, yeah. So you were doing exactly what your son is doing. Well, the cereal bars were the great way for me to have Lucky Charms on the go which is not something you can you're, really do. I just, I just want to point out one thing. You would eat a full box of them, dude. That is not having cereal yeah. on the go. You would mow through like eight of them. That's true. That's true. Let's not talk about my disgusting habits. Let's talk about Nick Chubb and his new cereal. If you could, would you do a cereal if you could start one food? If you could launch a product, launch a food, what would it be? One food, what would it be? Okay, I I eat peanut butter every single day. Ooh, I'm pretty okay. sure every single day. And it's been every single day for a very, 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 very long time. We're talking Just for like... Walk by and scoop it and eat it straight out of the... I will... So after I work out, I will do a shake. And people normally put the peanut butter in the shake, right? I make my shake... Uh, you know, I put my spinach and my greens in there, and then I put my protein powder, my frozen berries, you know, maybe some almond milk if I'm feeling crazy. But I don't put the peanut butter in the shake. I make the shake, I drink the shake, and then as my post-workout shake dessert, I eat two full scoops of peanut butter like and I enjoy them. Like it's it's not like one giant thing. It's like a, it's disgusting. I know I'm. It's it's disgusting, but I really enjoy it. I do it it's, like every day. It's not disgusting. I love it. But my problem is I don't have the discipline. If I pull out a peanut butter jar and a spoon, and like I've made that decision, it's already made it out of the pantry and into the kitchen. There's no chance that just two spoons are happening. I'm gonna eat pretty much the entire jar of peanut butter. So. That's fair. And full disclosure that no, I've maybe I maybe have gone that dark down that dark path once or twice. So you would launch an Ikerd peanut butter? Is that I think it, or the, the obvious one is probably ranch dressing. Like I my passion for a good thick homemade ranch, like none of this runny sh bullshit. Like I want some ranch with some substance and some flavor. I feel like if I if I got with the right food chemists, I could I could do something special with the ranch dressing. Ranch dressing would probably be my top one just because like there are some good ranches out there, but I feel 
with my passion for the subject, I would do something, do something great. That's good. Yeah. And it's true. Not all ranch dressings are created equally. There are definitely better ranch, ranch dressings out there. So you're right. But shout out to Nick Chubb for getting his cereal up and running Chubb Crunch and giving the proceeds to a really good charity. Yeah. Didn't he sign a, did he sign a contract extension too? Yeah. 30 some million bucks. No yeah. That deal. helps. That helps you launch a cereal. <laughs> That's awesome. He's That's right. dude. He's an awesome player. He is. I, I don't think he gets nearly enough credit for how good of a, a job he's done there and how good Cleveland's been running the football. Rarely talked about, but legit. they're fantastic. That yep. O line's one of the best in the league too. I'm, I'm fired up to watch Baker and those and the Brownies this year. Uh, did you watch any of the Browns preseason game? No. On Sunday? This is all you need to know because Baker didn't play. Chubb didn't play. Miles Garrett didn't play. Friend of the show, Joe Thomas, was on the call for NFL Network. And he was in the booth. Him and Andrew Hawkins, who also former teammate of mine, we were all three teammates on a one in fifteen Cleveland Browns theme, and so I was watching. I was watching to hear them on the call because they're both really good. And the camera pans to Joe in the booth, open air booth, and I think it was sticky in Cleveland. And when I tell you, he is sweating through the dress shirt it is damn near all the way through and he started trending on twitter because of it it was amazing and it just reminded me how miserable that opener at Tulane is going to be for me on the sideline and how disgusting I'm going to be during that game it's going to be brutal that's funny though I mean at some point he's got to get like a fan I, I don't know what you do the, the bad thing about whenever you're dressed up nice is it's always way hotter. And when you're doing TV, if you start to get a trickle of sweat, you start to worry about that trickle of sweat. And worrying about that trickle of sweat makes you sweat even more. It's horrible. I hate that for the guy. It is. It is. And it was bad. I'm, I'm finding a picture of it right now. I can't, I can't move on from this without, without showing you. So here we go. There we go. There it is. If you watch on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's just full on. That's <laughs> it's just that's brutal, man. But hey, you know, yeah. And I will say this. And remember that happened to Dusty. Remember he oh, was yeah. calling that game in the swamp. This is one thing about about guys that used to be really big. You know, Once you lose the weight, you think. You know, I've lost what sixty-five pounds, and you think like the sweating is going to reduce? False. It never like it, if anything, it increases. I don't know why. It doesn't make any sense, Dad. You just, you, you just never leaves you. Once you're a fat, sweaty guy, you're just sweating the rest of your life. Apparently, oh, that's brutal. All right, who do you have as your loser of the weekend? I got to go with uh, punching bags here. Now, let me ask you a question. Would you rather get knocked out in a real sanctioned fight or would you rather get knocked out on like in regular day life on social media video that goes viral sanctioned fight uh, every time like Agree. 
If, if you get knocked out by a trained fighter, that's, that's one thing. If you get knocked out in one of these NFL fan fights, <laughs> you just look like an idiot. Well, you've got uh, Roosevelt Roberts got uh, knocked out in the UFC fight by a spinning wheel kick directly to the face uh, right as the fight was about to end. That was brutal. And then the poor husband uh, eats a straight right after his wife starts a fight. Uh, I felt so bad for the guy. He's just sitting there. Oh, it's so brutal. He's just so brutal. He should look okay. And I, I know that that, that video, no, I want to make it clear. There's no winners in that video, right? No, no because, no. and if you haven't seen it, it happened at the Steelers preseason game, this woman is just berating this man. And it's clear they do not know each other. And then she slaps him upside his head. And to his defense, he is about to just stroke her with a straight right, and he stops himself. And then her husband is obviously forced to jump in, and the husband, and I'm not exaggerating, takes a nap in the stance. Like, he gets put straight to sleep, and the lady took a few shots too, but it's like, you can't just hit random people you don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, once again, no winners. Uh, I mean, it's it was an ugly clip. I mean, I, I watched it and I was like, damn, what the? But we've got a yeah, bad trend going on here at NFL. It's bad, right? It, it, maybe I'm naive to it, but have the fights in NFL stadiums always been this bad? Or did this people just lose their minds? I know that a lot of people didn't get to go to games last year. And some people not handling going to games well right now. I don't know what it is. I, I think they've always been there. Uh, it, it's way easier now to video them. They get posted on social media way quicker. That's one thing. We're just more aware of them because one does not happen where it doesn't make the rounds. But you can't get in a fight at a game. You just you, you, you got to figure out a way to get, get around it. You can't do it. Where- it's horrible. Where is stadium security in all of this? Like, I mean, you don't even it. see them, like, coming from anywhere. Like, they're not even in the videos. Like, I thought that... You probably there... have, like, one 70-year-old guy per section of, like, 3,000 people. That's I mean, a good point. I'm being too know. hard on stadium security. Stop fighting each other, people. Stupid dude. I will say this. Normally, in the fan fight videos, it's very easy to pick a side, Right. That one for the Steelers, I watched it and I was like, mm, don't think I need to watch that again. It, I just like, it just made me feel gross. I was like, yeah, mm, yeah. yeah. you kind of switch sides throughout. It's like, oh, whoa, well, that was uncalled for. Oh, that reaction may have been a bit much. And you know, you're just kind of back and forth. And then all of a sudden the guy's asleep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was bad. Yeah. That I will say that little spinning kick. I don't watch a ton of UFC. Saw that one. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Night, and, night. And, and you hate whenever they get the picture, uh, the perfect timing, just as the foot is entering your face and it deforms the, your face is forming around the foot. Not good. Uh, just, just going back to like your original question. Like if someone roundhouse kicks me to the face and <laughs> knocks me out, I'm not sure how mad I can be, you know, because like clearly I 
I was not prepared for what this person had to offer. You get knocked out in the stands fight. That's there's that, usually some something leading up to knowing that's about the the pop yeah. off. But you know, walking into the spinning roundhouse, not very, not very good. Yeah, I don't think I'd be too ashamed about that. But whatever. <laughs> Are you the easy transition to the ad read? Are you looking to buy or sell a house in the OKC metro area? I just used the Ronaldo Cloud Group to sell my old house, and it was so easy and stress free. Stacia Ronaldo and Maddie Cloud are with Sage Sotheby's International Realty. They believe in prompt communication, an honest relationship, and a luxury service. And that's exactly what they gave me. You can reach them by emailing Stacia at Stacia at SageSir.com. That's S-T-A-C-I-A at S-A-G-E-S-I-R dot com. Or you can contact them on Instagram at at sold by Stacia and at sold by Maddie underscore. You will not regret using them. Ted, for my winner of the weekend, I thought about going with common sense because Ross Dellinger reported that NCAA officials are working to expand the annual 25-person signing limit in college football. Once the transfer rules changed, that rule no longer made sense to anyone. And it sounds it sounds like a new rule is on the way. Now, it hasn't been cemented, but it seems to be trending to where a school can sign 25 new players and will get additional spots for every player that enters the transfer portal on their own. Now, you can't force a player out or any of that stuff. Uh, that That's still going to be against the rules, it sounds like, but... Uh, I'm not sure if there's going to be a cap on those extra spots, but Ted, this is just something that needed to happen. I mean, it's common sense. Yeah, it is. Um, it makes it really difficult for teams to to know how many kids to offer and, and not knowing exactly, you know, you, it, it just makes it difficult to balance your roster. Um, not knowing how many guys are going to enter, enter the transfer portal. You could be decimated and hit your signing limit and still not have enough uh, guys on your roster. So, yeah, I'm sure there's going to be a cap of some sort and maybe uh, a, uh, a deadline of some sort, but definitely a change needed to happen. I know coaches were, were you know, some worse than others, but putting a bad spot in that, not really having much maneuverability. So, yeah, I'm glad something's going to happen. Yeah, so anybody that doesn't understand it, basically what they're saying is, like, if, you, if your team has five people enter the transfer portal, you can bring 25 countable guys into the class and then you'll have five more spots. So that class could be 30 guys. You can have 30 new players. So it makes sense. And that allows everyone to stay very close to the 85 scholarship limit, which is what we all want. We want kids on scholarship playing college football. So that is that I think that is going to be a good thing. Will there be unintended consequences? Sure, I don't know what they'll be, but I, I'm sure people will find something to bitch about. But my winner of the weekend, I'm going with the rookie QBs in the NFL. Ted, and I'm starting with your man Trey Lance because he starts the preseason game against the Chargers. Not well. I mean, it wasn't going well. One for five start, had the interception, didn't look like it was going particularly well, but bounces back. Ends up 8 of 14, has two touchdowns, puts together two touchdown drives there for San Francisco. And I thought it was impressive the way he bounced back after starting the way that he did. Then you had Zach Wilson, who, man, that dude looks good. 
for the Jets. I mean, he looks smooth and nine of 11 for 128 and two touchdowns against the Packers. Pack now, Packers didn't play a lot of their starters on defense. I understand that, but that doesn't change the fact that he is running the show well for the New York Jets. Just looks confident out there, getting in and out of the huddle, getting them in the right plays, uh, know where he's protected, know when he's not protected, gets rid of the football in those situations. I mean, he looks good. I, I, I'm, I'm worried for Jets fans because they're starting to get really excited. And normally when that happens, something bad happens to that player. Like that's usually how it goes for that franchise. Yeah. I, in the preseason is the preseason and you can take some things from it for sure. But one of the problems is a guy goes, performs really well against a second and third team from, from who knows where guys that aren't even going to be on the roster. And as a fan base, you take a lot of these things from that and, spe- and expect the same type of play during the regular season. And it doesn't happen. And you're pissed. Um, while it's, you definitely want those guys to look good early. I wouldn't take too much away from it. Good or bad just yet. Let's see what happens uh, with the live bullets. Uh, I will say this, Zach Wilson, smart guy, finding the tight end, Ted, finding the big tight end. And then uh, last rookie QB, we saw Justin Fields. Now, I'm not sure how well he actually played, but now he definitely needs to understand his rules better in empty protection. Uh, that guy is yours, Justin, <laughs> the guy that just took your head off. You're responsible for him. Not the offensive line. If I hear one more person say their O line's got to protect him. No, that's his guy in protection. If that guy kills him, it's his fault. That's how football works. That's the quarterback's guy. Please don't. If you don't know how some protections work, please don't criticize the offensive line. If you're not sure. Are you telling it, me five can't block six? Is that, is that the numbers thing we're it's talking this about? This weird here? thing, and it's literally the quarterback points. It's like, hey, that guy comes, I'm screwed. And a lot of quarterbacks point to remind themselves. So I, I'm just saying, but the reason I I group Justin Fields in to my winners of the weekend is he did some really good things with his legs, looked very athletic out there. But really, the reason he's in this group is he is the most popular man in the city of Chicago. Did you see them boo Andy Dalton? I mean, they booed him and they started chanting Justin Fields' name while the man was on the field. I mean, Justin Fields is is the only quarterback Bears fans want to see play quarterback. And maybe I just brought this up to remind you that Andy Dalton is, is in the worst spot possible, Ted. No win. No win situation for Dalton. It's... It's just a, it's a matter of time. And, hey, he knows what it is. He knows what the paycheck is all about. It's about uh, just playing as well as you can for as long as you can until Justin Fields steps in. It's not a matter of if, it's when. So, yeah, I feel bad for him until I see that he's probably going to make about 15 million bucks this year or something like that. Dalton? Yeah. 10. Pretty 10. sure. One year, 10. Pretty I good. I think is what it was. Pretty good deal. Um, we'll, we'll see Trevor Lawrence on Monday night against the Saints. Hopefully he plays well. Apparently still in a 
quarterback battle, which I don't believe for a second. But but the rookie QBs, they at the very least, Ted, they've been fun to watch. And yep. that's all I asked for in the NFL preseason. Well, I'll tell you, um, it feels like some of the young quarterbacks the last three, four years, there's been a really high uh, rate of hitting on these guys to where they've taken them early, they put them out there pretty quickly, and they've done a pretty good job. It's good young quarterbacks in this league right now. Oh, before I forget, we did have one listener tweet us in someone that should be winner of the weekend. Okay, this comes from Terry Adamson, who is a frequent listener, comments a lot on stuff, says, look at Allison Renault of Oklahoma for winner of the week. So this is the lady, the Oklahoman, that went to Afghanistan and brought back like the entire all-female robotics team from Afghanistan. So Allison Renault, great job. You are an honorary winner of the weekend. And Terry Adamson, thank you for pointing that out. That story is pretty cool. I, I watched it on the news. Uh, and it was cool, but that reminds me, we had the uh, Little League Softball World Series champs from Oklahoma. From we forgot Muskogee. it, didn't we? How did we forget that? <sighs> we didn't now. They're right there. It's a little belated. No big yeah, deal. We got it in. That was awesome. Not only did they win, they won uh, bigly, and uh, it was great. That was cool. Yeah, Softball State, man. Yep. Watch it, and we didn't bring it up. We're terrible people. Yep. We are. <sighs> Acknowledging it's the first step. So there we go. <laughs> okay, for my loser of the weekend. So thought about going with golf fans because anyone that turned on CBS, and I'm not saying that this may or may not have happened to me for, you know, two or three minutes on Sunday, but if you turned on CBS and you started watching golf, uh, you saw the final round of the Northern Trust being played. And you're looking, and it's like, oh, John Rom. Yeah, that's right. He's he's at the top of the leaderboard. You're like, wait, Patrick Reed. I didn't think I thought I thought Cam Smith was in that. Like, didn't he shoot a 60 uh, in the third round to get into the last group? Oh, but okay, Patrick Reed, yeah, he's good too. Okay. And then maybe it took you a few minutes to realize that it was the final round from 2019 of the Northern awesome. Trust. Uh, yeah, it it's took a good me about way to keep those ratings happening. Like keep people glued to it. That just kind of loosely have it on the TV. Smart. The, the final round of this year's Northern trust was postponed and that that's played in Jersey. <laughs> it was postponed to Monday because of tropical storm Henry and Ted, I assume I wasn't the only one that tuned in and it even said it in the guide 2019 Northern trust. I did once again, didn't pay attention. Just was like, I know golf's on CBS. Boom. I watched for a few minutes and I was like, wait, where's cam Smith. Cause I knew he had just fired a 60, right? It was like the course record or whatever. I was like that. Where is he? And then I realized it was, uh, it was from two years ago. Well, at least you noticed fairly quickly and didn't it was, watch the whole thing play out. <laughs> it was, and, and now that, you know, when you do this podcast or you do radio and something like this happens to you, like, God, I'm in it, an idiot. And then you're like, eh, but it'll be a pretty good story. <laughs> yeah. The, the dumb things you do turn into good material. That's for sure. Yeah. But my loser of the weekend, I'm going with Thunder fans, especially the ones that don't have direct TV. 
or Cox Cable because the Oklahoma City Thunder released their schedule for this season, and they do not have a single game on TNT, ESPN, or ABC. They do have four games on NBA TV. I'm not sure if that counts as national TV or not, but it, it's better than zero, I suppose. But to my knowledge, Ted, Bally Sports, which you know used to be Fox Sports, now Bally Sports, Oklahoma, hasn't reached any sort of agreement with YouTube TV or Hulu TV. So the Thunder fans that are cord cutters out there are in a bad spot, man. I I don't know what they're supposed to do. Well, uh, go to the game, I guess. I guess, hey, if you want to see it, go to the game, right? <laughs> go to the game or because go to the like, bar. Wait. Yeah, you can go to the bar. Go to a friend's house, I suppose. Go to a friend's house. Yeah. Uh, that is Valley Sports didn't thing. have like a standalone app where you can like just pay for it, right? I I know Fox Sports used to, but I don't I don't know if they do or not. I I honestly don't know. I mean, because normally you can get one of those apps and you log in with like your TV provider login, you know? Right. Yeah. And if, I don't know. Can I you pay know. like a dollar ninety nine for just to see the Thunder game? I, there may be like a package for. Yeah, NBA League Pass where you just buy a one-team package or something. Maybe they can get it that way, but it doesn't seem like it's it's being made very easy for some Thunder fans. I feel like one of the common things I'm hearing from cord cutters is, and I'm not hating, I want to be a cord cutter. I wish I was. I wish I but, was too, but my wife will not. I, we will have Cox Cable till our dying days. Yeah. I. The thing I'm hearing is, it started off cheaper, but now it's more expensive because you have to get everyone's got their own streaming deal that you have to log into now. So you have like 15 subscriptions to different things that are have just chiseled away and it's now the same price or more expensive than it was before. Yeah, that's it's like you've got Netflix, Hulu, Paramount Plus, uh, Disney Plus, like it just oh, yeah, the, never ending. HBO Max, like it's all just adding up, and you're like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm only paying two hundred and seventy five dollars. You're like, wait, what? Yeah, that's not even counting the internet bill. Yeah, so I'm, I'm with you, but there, there are some exciting home games that you cord cutters can just come, come to the game. It'll be fun. Home opener for the Thunder on October twenty fourth against the seventy sixers. Russell Westbrook comes back to town. With the Lakers, October 27th. Oh, yeah, by the way, LeBron James plays for that team as well. He's he's pretty good at basketball. Kevin Durant returns along with Oklahoma's own Blake Griffin, November 14th. Uh, the Thunder have the New Year's Eve game that they've had a lot. Uh, that game will be against the Knicks, uh, the Bucks, the defending champs uh, come early March. Steven Adams makes his return to Oklahoma City in front of fans. Remember, he plays for the Grizzlies now. That will be March 13th. And then Trey Young comes to town March 30th and Cade Cunningham April 1st. So some exciting home game scenarios. If you if you don't if you don't have direct TV or Cox Cable, come on. Come on to the Paycom Center. Take it in in person. Yeah. Well, have they 
I mean, we we assume they're allowing fans in a full full right? arena, right? I I I I made that assumption. We've heard nothing different, I guess. We've heard nothing different, so I'm assuming they are. Is yeah. that a bad assumption? Now now you've got me scared. No, I don't think it's a bad assumption. I think it's I think it's the right assumption. I haven't heard really of anyone up to this point that hasn't that has any type of restriction going on. Now there may be some entry requirements uh coming up, but Yeah, you saw that at Oregon and Oregon State, right? For football. Yep. What vaccine? You got to be vaccinated or show a negative test within seventy-two hours or something like that, or is it just for Oregon? Is That's it right. vac- You got to be vaccinated. No, it's the test or or a test. One or the other. Yeah. That seems like it's gonna gonna be kind of standard a lot of places, huh? Is how it's starting to feel. It seems to be trending that way. Right. We'll Which I still don't understand, but you know, but a hey. topic for another day, maybe. We're we're just here to talk <laughs> about football. That's that's all we're here to do. And on that note, episode one hundred and forty in the books. We'll have a new podcast that'll drop Thursday morning. Just a reminder: you can hear Teddy from two to six on Sports Talk fourteen hundred and ninety four point seven. The ref, loud and clear, baby. So that that stretches like all over the state, right? Every it's lot it's a lot of new huge. people hearing you. Yeah, it's huge. Hell it's, yeah. Um it goes it goes way north, all the way down to the Arbuckles. It's a gigantic signal. It's awesome. Right. I turned it on the other day, turned you on, uh, you and your boy Tyler on the other day. And I am very glad that you are on that because I can actually hear you now, as opposed to I I'm not gonna lie. For, if, I had to turn it all the way up. Of 1400 a.m i'm like i'm trying to support my boy but damn this is quiet let's let's pick <laughs> this up so very happy for you you can hear me three to five on sirius xm big 12 radio channel 375 hope you all have a great week until next time we appreciate you all for listening and do what you always do oklahoma take care of each other